God makes be to save us.
See, I'm sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. 
the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, you are now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and for, for glory to your people Israel. And the, father's mother and, father, and the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Almighty and ever-living God, we humbly pray that, as your only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple, so we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, guide the nations of this world into the way of justice and truth, 
and establish among them the peace which is the fruit of righteousness, that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Good evening to those of you here in person and to those of you online. We're so glad you can be here. It is, you have chosen to be here on a wet night. It is not snowy, but extra credit for you all for being here present with us. You're missing a great experience in person, but we're glad you can be as, as, with us as you are. Ka Kewakwanobe was an Ojibwe min Christian minister who in the early 1800s enriched his own Christian ministry with Native American symbols. In photographs, he can be seen displaying alongside the cross the Thunderbird. The Thunderbird is a protective spirit with a special relationship with the, Anishina with the Anishinaabe people. Now, do these two things fit together? Christ, the cross, and the Thunderbird? Christianity has a lot of symbols that don't always play so well with others. We have a poor history of meeting other cultures with colonial intent. Those cultures, when that happened, were often either wiped out completely or elements were appropriated in a way that honored neither tradition. Yet Peter Powell, an Episcopal priest in Chicago, has spent much of his life exploring and studying the relationship of native symbols to Christianity. And the answer he has found is not so simple. The sins of colonialism are undeniable, yet Powell has witnessed how the Christian story has been retold with a new authenticity through native eyes. Now in his 90s, Powell half a century ago helped to found the St. Augustine Center for American Indians. A curious name, I'll talk about that in a minute. An organize, a group that organized emergency relief and then advanced the indigenous self-determination movement. Now, you, you may be wondering, that is a curious name. Why, why would he call name this place the St. Augustine Center that served the interests of Native Americans in Chicago, Illinois. Well, it was because St. Augustine of Hippo actually gave a framework for honoring other faiths and other cultures as windows upon Christ. St. Augustine wrote this. What is now called the Christian religion existed of old, and was never absent from the beginning. When Christ came in the flesh, then true religions, which already existed, began to be called Christian. This wasn't invented at a moment roughly 2,000 years ago. This was rather a naming of the spirit, which already existed, 
and existed in so many places and cultures that those who wrote these stories down had not yet met. The Thunderbird and the Sacred Bundle and so many other symbols have something to teach us about Jesus. Imagine that. To view Christ not only through our own familiar yet powerful symbols, but also through those of cultures and peoples the world over. The presentation of Christ is one such moment in which we come to know Jesus through something other than our own Christian tradition. The presentation was a Jewish ritual in which the firstborn was blessed and offered to God, recalling God's substitution of a ram for Abraham's own son Isaac, thus ending forever the legitimacy of human sacrifice. Jesus' presentation was held up as a part of God's story of love and salvation for the Jewish people. And it was a Jewish man of faith, Simeon, Simeon, a man who at no point considered converting from Judaism to something else, who remained completely faithful to his own tradition. We're told that he is both pious and righteous, good things to be, who was able to see, it was Simeon who was able to see who Jesus was. An aging man of the temple. He had been at, he'd have been at every even song, no matter how much it was snowing. Not talking about aging. You'd just be here, right? Simeon looked forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Remember, this is before Pentecost. The Holy Spirit had promised to him that he would lay eyes on God's Messiah before he died. Simeon took the newborn Jesus in his arms. Imagine that loving embrace there in the, the beauty and the splendor of the temple. He took Jesus in his arms there, a paragon of Jewish piety, holding the newborn Messiah and gave thanks to God. It was the old dispensation meeting the old dispensation, but this wasn't replacing one religion with another. It was an image of true religion, embodied by a man of righteousness and devotion and hope, coming to fruition as he touched and held the newborn Jesus. Peter Powell, that Episcopal priest, 50 years ago, commissioned a sculpture by a Cheyenne artist to depict a Christ that conveys both the suffering and the beauty of his people. The artist created a crucifix called the Cheyenne Christ, on which Matthew Milner writes, Jesus' elongated body conforms to the gentle bend of the cottonwood. His eyes are softly closed as he absorbs the affl his afflictions with hard-won grace. The wounds inflicted on him by the feather-clad priests of Cahokia who sacrificed human life on the nearby prairie, by General Winfield Scott, who supervised the Trail of Tears, by Chicago's gun culture and the amnesiac arrogance of its towers, and by the forgetfulness of all who live obliviously on this land today. This, too, is true religion, where symbols meet truth where Christ cares for the people of God as the Thunderbird bears and protects those who suffer. This world is not yet saved. But in the embrace of the infant in the temple, and in the presence of Christ in moments of pain and dislocation, our eyes see glimpses of salvation. May we who hold those visions and share them and see them in the witness of others, may we hold those visions before we too are dismissed in peace.
together, let us say the fifth prayer on page three. Bring us, O Lord God, at our last awakening into the house and gate of heaven, to enter into that gate and dwell in that house where there shall be no darkness or dazzling, but one equal light, no noise or silence, but one equal music, no fears nor hopes, but one equal possession, no ends nor beginnings, but one equal eternity in the habitations of thy glory and dominion, world without end. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Peace of God, which passes all our understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God. And bless God's Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Amen.